You are tuned in to Studio22Live.tv, podcast episode number three. Studio22Live. Studio Welcome to Studio22Live.tv podcast, where we discuss valuable topics, interview amazing people, sharing their stories and valuable lessons learned to educate, empower, and impact lives across the world. Welcome to Studio22Live.tv. I'm your host, Fred Fitzgiles, and today's topic, we're going to be talking technology, and I got a great friend of mine who I've been knowing for a very long time. He is a computer specialist, and we're we're not going to be talking about geeky stuff. We're going to talk about computers and the history of it. And the topic today is from AOL to Facebook, how technology has changed the world. But before we get started, I always like to start the show off on a high positive note. So that's right. Next up is our joke of the day. This one's called test time. In class one day, Mr. Johnson pulled Johnny over to his desk after taking the test. And he said, Johnny, I have a feeling that you have been cheating on your tests. Johnny was astounded and said, Mr. Johnson, you got to prove that. He said, well, I was looking over your tests, and the question was, who was our first president? And the little girl that sat next to you, Mary, put George Washington, and so did you. Johnny says, well, everyone knows that he was the first president. He said, well, wait just a minute, Mr. Johnson said. The next question was, who freed the slaves? Mary put Abraham Lincoln, and so did you. Well, Johnny says, I read the history book last night, and I remember that. He said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Johnny. The next question was, who was the president during the Louisiana Purchase? And Mary put, I don't know. And you put, me neither. (laughs) And that's our joke of the day. That was a good one, too. Let me tell you about the joke of the day, by the way. Now, I need some feedback on the joke of the day. I think it's funny, you know. I'm a funny kind of guy. And uh, if it's corny, just tell us it's corny. But we need some feedback. My associates, producers, we had a meeting last night, and they told me that we should lose the joke of the day. I think it's funny. Maybe I thought it was something to start off the day. I did get the concept from another uh, person who does their jokes of the day. And uh, I just wanted to see... If I can just incorporate on the show. If you like it, go to studio22live.tv. That's S-T-U-D-E-L 22live.tv. And give us some feedback. You can give us a comment, a question, send us an email. Tell us if you like the joke of the day. And if you have some better jokes, send them to us. Send us an email at info at studio22productions. That's S-T-U-D-E-O 2222productions. Dot com. That's our email address. You can send us jokes of the day and questions and comments and suggestions and feedback on Twitter at Studio22Live.tv. And it's actually on Twitter. It's S-T-U-D-E-O-22Live.tv. Next up is our birthday shout-outs. We want to start off by shouting out my very good friend, Dorothy Sharp. Happy birthday to you. My man, Mark Anthony Robertson. Annette Jones, Ruth Baker, Edwina Bell, 
David Williams, Darla Fox, Aaron Kane, Tanika Robinson, Darnell Harris, Dion Wynn, and last but not least, Jaquette Mitchell. Happy birthday from everybody here at Studio22Live.tv. I'm actually here in the studio with a great friend of mine. He's Mr. Wayne Lawrence, and I'm, I'm excited to have him here because this man literally, from a technology standpoint, taught me everything I know. So, Wayne, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is good. Yeah, Thank man. You. So, uh, I, what, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. I'm, I'm not sure if you got a chance. You told me you didn't get a chance to listen to the other two, but when you get a chance, go back and listen to it. But I couldn't think of anybody else um, to have on the technology piece. Than, than the person that told me everything I know. Yeah. And I don't say that to, to be saying that. I mean, I, I mean, the story is, and I'm going to tell you guys a story for all your listeners out there. When I, and back in 1997, I don't know if you remember this, Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> it's I been a while admit, yeah. So, so back in 1997, I actually, um, I was, I was, you know, doing music. Cause mm -hmm. we actually met, um, we actually met uh, at, uh, was it Matt? Well, we didn't meet. Actually, Anthony Munson introduced us. Like, oh, he right. told me about you. That's right. Okay. He told me about you and said, this dude does music or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I think we talked on the phone a few times. Yep. And then one night you came to my apartment. That's right. That's right. And that's I, when it started. Man, you know and, I mean? and, and Wayne is also a bass player. He talked about music, but he's a bass player. Yeah. So, I mean, he's an incredible bass player. And that's how we clicked because you guys know by now that I'm in music and entertainment. So, like you said, Anthony, shout out to Anthony Munson if yeah. you do get a chance to hear this. Um, for connecting us on, uh, he's, he's just a great guy, I man. I remember him back in the day, but um, it's funny because we connected on the music side and then we were working at a job and you, you wind up, um, it was at Core States at the time, yeah, right? Course State, yeah. And, and I was up in Philadelphia and I was in the transmissions department and uh, knew I was actually, it was my really my first real job outside of data entry. I was okay. excited about it, somebody told me about it. and. Uh, it, it's something, and then uh, then I found out after after uh, a couple of years of working there. Cause how long were you at Core States? I was at Core States for probably close to nine years. Was it nine that years? probably was like my longest technology job. Wow, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah. that's. That was when they started, um, it was all in-house, mm -hmm. but that was when kind of, there was a change in technology where they started outsourcing more things. Okay, yeah. So that's when I started, uh, being more of a consultant, okay. you know, outsource consultant because there was no more in-house IT right. for most companies. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So. There was a lot of that going on too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I know I was there, um, we actually moved to Delaware. Right, and it's right. it's funny because I remember this, and I can say this now because we don't work there anymore, mm -hmm. but I remember there was a relocation bonus. Oh, yeah, yeah. To Delaware? Like, it was to Delaware. Okay, yeah, okay. And I was saying to myself, you know, yeah, I'll, really, I'll relocate Delaware because right. I live there anyway. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I had friends of mine that worked there. Matter of fact, I have a cousin, and she, they had her relocate to uh, North Carolina. Wow. Okay. So I definitely wasn't dealing with that. Yeah, I knew so, you weren't trying to She's still there, there, so. Yeah. Wow, wow. <laughs> This is a different name, you know, different background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and they always change. They always change going around there and all that kind of stuff. But so it gives a little background yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, you know your background in music and how you actually got into IT and wound up at Core States. Um, let me see. Well, for music, how I got into music was always like music. I remember uh, listening to the radio as a kid. And so I remember it was back in fifth grade, man school in Philadelphia. Mm. And you know, they had a whole bunch of kids come down and just listen to somebody play the piano. And they gave you a test, like, is this note high? Is this note low? 
you know, if this note is a C, then what is this note? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it was, I got, um, on the test, I think I got like a 98 or 99. Okay. It was my first exposure, like, to music. Right. So, and then they called me down and said, I scored very high in the test. What instrument do I want to play? Clarinet, violin, flute. <laughs> and out of all those, the most, the kind of masculine one was the clarinet. Right, right. So I started playing the clarinet and then like learning, it was right around November. And so we were learning like Christmas songs. So I learned the Christmas songs. And then next thing you know, we had a Christmas, a Christmas concert. And I was going to be playing with other people, which I didn't realize. I thought I was going to be by myself, but I was part of an orchestra. Wow. You know, and so then from there, just like playing in school bands and jazz bands and then picked up the bass like around 11th or 12th grade. I always liked the bass parts, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like the melodies, like to be out front. I kind of like to be in the background and like just kind of hold it down. Be like the foundation, but not be out front, you right. know what I mean? But I know I'd be totally necessary as far as being the foundation. So that's why I transitioned into becoming a bass player. So, nice, you know, man. Did quite a few things around Philly good and too, did man. stuff. That I appreciate that, man. Yeah, definitely, you know, definitely so. good, man. Yeah. And uh, so we, even though we're in the music, you know, I, man, I don't know if you remember, we did a, we did a little commercial. For oh yeah, Mac does more. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the studio. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was those are just really good time. But even back then, even with the IT field, I mean, um, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't. I, IT didn't fall on my lap at first. Right. You know what I mean, right. I kind of did. I did a computer school kind mm -hmm, of deal, mm -hmm. and then I wound up. That was kind of kind of my first job. But you know, the 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 topic of the show was talking about technology, but the the subject was AOL to Facebook. Right. We yeah. have seen technology change yeah. the world tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously. tremendously. Yeah. So, do you remember when you first saw your first AOL disc? I remember when I first saw my first AOL disc, I remember going on to the internet for the first time I was in a training class. And um, like I had, I had just started working in technology and um, it was called, uh, it wasn't Computer Learning Center, it was called Online Consulting okay. was the name of this place. It was at 16th and Market. Okay. So I had to go there for a class. Okay. And they were talking about this thing called the World Wide Web. And this how, is in Philly? This in Philadelphia, okay, gotcha. yeah. And it was how all these computers are linked together via the World Wide Web, you know, just you know, how, how the technology was interconnected. I didn't know at the time, but I know that we were able to go to different sites. And at, the, at that time, it was in its infancy. Mm -hmm. So you had like maybe like a couple news sites. It was mainly news. It was like bulletin boards where everything was pretty much for the most part all text. Mm -hmm. And the, the, uh, the, one of the first sites I went to was for the Washington Redskins, of course, which is my team. Yeah, it's your so team. that was the first, like my you first exposure. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my first exposure, my first exposure to the internet and being able to go to different places and get information. And I mean, this is before Google. Mm -hmm. This is before Facebook. It was really in its infancy. So, um, pretty much, AOL was the way that if you weren't part of a company where you were able to get the internet into your house and you put the disc in. Um, matter of fact, it wasn't even a disc, it was a floppy disc. The first That's AOL right. I was it on was a three and a half disc, floppy disc. I thought it was the CD-ROM. No, okay, no, yeah, yeah, I had that's the right. disc, you know. You had the actual That's case. how far it goes back because, yeah. matter of fact, computers at that time didn't even come with CD-ROMs. That's true. They came with floppy drives. So, you the CD-ROMs was the new thing. That was the yeah. new thing. Okay. That was the new thing. Wow. So, um, yeah, and then you were able to go in and you have to buy a modem. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and then you would have to get a phone line. So a lot of times what you would have to do, you would take your phone line like mine from about nine to about two in the morning. My line was always busy because you had to turn off call waiting. Right. So if somebody called you, it wouldn't knock you off AOL. So then I would plug it in and I'd just be surfing. And back then, the, the main thing was like chat rooms. You yeah, know, man, going to the different thing. chat rooms and this is before different text groups, messaging. Yeah, before text messaging <laughs> and all that type of stuff. But uh, and it was it was it was fun because that's all you knew at the time. Yeah. But now the experience would be painful yeah. because like now you could download say an MP3. It takes about four seconds now. Back in those days. When MP3s came out, maybe about the fourth or fifth year of AOL being around, and you were able to start to download music, one one MP3 would take about twenty minutes. I remember actually. Um, I remember downloading a song, downloading a couple songs. Yeah. And I remember actually um, starting. I said, you know, I want to download these two songs, and I would start it at like eleven o'clock at night, yes, yeah. and now I would go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you would wake up. And then I would wake up, and the songs would be on the computer. So, like, it's it's amazing. Like, we don't have to do that anymore. Not anymore. Now, now, as soon as you click on it, for the most part, it's there. It's you know right what there, I mean? Because exactly. mine, it was. It was even before Napster. It was called Audio Galaxy. Okay. And they used to usually have like the top 100 like Billboard R&B songs. Mm -hmm. And um, let me see. I guess it was some rap stuff back then. Some old school stuff was there. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it would take 20 minutes. But you can queue them up. So from like nine till four in the morning, my stuff was downloading. <laughs> right. Line was always busy. Right. And then four o'clock, you go there. You look on your computer. You had all the songs. Right. And then after you had them. Well, CDs had to be out. Recordable CDs had to be out because how would you get to play them? Oh, that's true. You, you would, so you would burn them to the burn. CD. You would burn them to the CD. With real player. Right, with real player <laughs> or, or um, what was the other one? Yeah, I think real player mm -hmm. was it. Was and so you burn them so you can play them in your, you know, in your radio mm -hmm. or your stereo or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. Now, now um, how, did, how did you feel that um, the, the internet uh, has changed the world, business, family, how do you think it's changed? Um, well, I think the internet has, to me, it's made the world almost physically smaller. Mm -hmm. Now, you could be in South Africa, and I can talk to you. I can look at you, do, and we can see each other and talk to each other via Skype or even like FaceTime. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So before, when the only way that you were able to talk to somebody was either by sending an email or making a long distance phone call, which would cost you money, or by writing a letter, or even sending an email, I would send you an email, hope that you turned your computer on and that you got it, and then you would email me back. Right. Now we can pretty much come together at a designated time and actually see each other and talk to each other, have a conversation mm -hmm. for relatively, you know, minimal cost, you know, because you're paying just for your internet connection. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, and I think that way, um, I think it's it's boy it's enabled people to be closer. It's been able you know enables people to see each other and to uh, maintain a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. Where you might see that person only around Christmas time or like a holiday yeah. or some kind of special event. Now it's just you know whenever you want to decide to do it, you can do it. Absolutely. Right. Man. So after you so you did um, IT work at the job, mm -hmm. right? And and then you also got into actually working on. PCs, right? Yeah, PCs. Um, well, here's the thing. PC repair. P what what okay. really got me into technology was like I was the kid that when 
neighbor would throw out a radio mm -hmm. or anything electronic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the dude that would grab it. I would see it, bring it home, and like I never really, I never went to, to school for it. I had an innate, mm -hmm. logical mind where I could see something and be like, okay, the reason why this isn't working is because of this. And I don't know where I got it. I guess it's just God. It's just God given. It's, it's really gift. just God given Definitely. that I can just fix stuff. You know, my mom still has a lamp that I fixed. Um, it was a lamp that was in the trash. I was riding my bike. I found the lamp. I'm like, you know what? I could rewire this and just for fun. And then it's still in her living room to this day. You know what I mean? She said, I'm not throwing this away. It's an ugly lamp, but it works. It still works years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like just like a natural progression to get into technology and making stuff work and, and solving problems and solving issues. So, um, you know, working for a company doing like networking and doing PC stuff. And then I remember um, CD-ROMs started coming out. Mm -hmm. So people needed to play CD-ROMs. So I would buy a whole bunch of CD-ROMs and I would charge people for the CD-ROM and to put it in, okay. you know? So then it was like, okay, up, putting memory, upgrading memory, bigger hard drives, um, my computer's not working or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and it was just natural for me and it was pretty much easy for me. And the fact that I could make money doing it, That's it, a plus. Was, it, was, it was a plus <laughs> and I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Our quote of the day is by Will Rogers. You've got to go out on the limb sometimes because that is where the fruit is. You've got to go out on a limb sometimes because that is where the fruit is. I like that quote particularly because a lot of times we get stuck in our comfort zones. A lot of the times we feel that things are going to come to us. We feel that things are going to come to us. But we have to stretch ourselves beyond what we see, beyond what we've done, and beyond what we've been through in order to be able to get the fruit. Because the fruit always is out on the limb where it takes you the most effort to go and get. Stretch yourself and go out on the limb because that is where the fruit is. Because that is where the fruit is. Stretch yourself and go for it. The only person that's going to stop you is you. You are tuned in to Studio22Live.tv. Always positive, always on. Next up is our motivational moment, and I want to actually talk about dealing with adversity. I mean, right now, I'm going through a lot of challenges right now, and I'm sure that during the Christmas season, sometimes it's, it's, it's rough. Um, there's, there's, there's been a lot of people that have lost their lives this year. There are a lot of people who uh, have lost loved ones. And so the holidays are not really a, a happy time for them. And I understand because um, the holidays have been rough for me. I lost my mother in 1998 and I lost my father in 2005. And um, even though I was closer to my mother than I was my father, um, I still miss them both daily and and you and you and when I see people who don't have a good relationship with their parents or I see people who uh, don't really appreciate them, it upsets me sometimes because at least they're they're here. 
But dealing with the adversity right now, I, I, do, I, I do understand that sometimes you're going to have to go through something in order to be able to get to a different place. Sometimes if things are just so good and so rosy and so so perfect in your life, um, you know, you're not going to be able to appreciate um, where you're at until you go through a season where things are not so good. So I want to encourage you, every single one of you, to stand firm and go through what you're going through because it's not going to be long. I want you to have hope that it's going to get better and know that whatever your spirituality is, and particularly, I, God is going to definitely bring you through it. And one of the things that I do know, and I keep, I try, you got to be able to go through your adversity with a positive attitude. Attitude is everything. They say the attitude, you, you know, your attitude determines your altitude. That means how far you go or how high you go is going to be determined in what you think. And so things are happening to you because of how you how you're receiving it and how you're perceiving it. But sometimes in every single adversity is always an opportunity. So yeah, you financially you might not be where you want to be. You might not be able to get all the Christmas gifts that you want to get. You might not be able to be in a situation where you want to invite people over your house right now. You know, right now, but a year from now, it can be totally different. A year from now, things can turn around and everything can change. So be encouraged that you are not in this position right now forever. It's only temporary. It will turn around. It will change. And as long as you keep the right attitude as you're going through, you're going to grow through it. And you're going to become a better person as a result of it. And whether it's someone that, whether you have a lost, a lost one, you lost a job, you're looking for a job, or whatever the situation is, we want to encourage you to keep on putting applications out there. Keep on loving that person that's not giving you that love. Keep on sacrificing for your children, even though they don't appreciate it. You know, you got to keep on doing these things because that love that you have to be able to, you know, do that is going to sustain you through this this season, if you would. And even in this Christmas holiday season, know that you are alive, you're breathing, you are you are not where, you, you know, you, you may not be where you want to be, but you're definitely not where you were. And so be encouraged that this too shall pass. You will get through this. And on the other side, you're going to be a better person. You're going to be more uh, confident. You're going to be more self-assured. You're going to be a better, better individual as a result of what you're going through right now. So this is our this is our motivational moment to be be encouraged because you will get through the adversity and you will grow to be who you're supposed to be. And that will head you towards your destiny. The one who is truly happy is the one who can still enjoy the scenery while his life is on a detour. Thank you so much for listening to Studio22Live.tv podcast. 
We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We strive to continue to add value to the lives of all of our listeners, and we appreciate you for giving us the time out of your day. Don't forget, you can check out all the show notes and resource links on our website, and as well as subscribe to our newsletter. And you can send us your questions, birthday shoutouts, comments, and suggestions on studio22live.tv. That's S T U D E O. 22 live.tv Studio 22 live